Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What the hell is that? The best way we can describe it is with Krusty the Clown. Everybody, welcome to the Three Down Greencast. I'm John Fraser, joined tonight by Greg McCullough from the Piffles Podcast and a very dear friend of mine. And uh, normally we had plans, as Joel is not here, as you can see. Um, He is at a bachelor party this weekend, uh, and then a wedding next weekend out back in Ottawa. So Joel is enjoying some time. He has shared with uh, me some of his thoughts, but naturally he's been on double IPAs the entire night, as one should be at a good bachelor party. So again, joined by Greg, and uh, Greg, I feel like being as the first ever both live edition of the podcast and really an emergency episode after what the hell was that tonight against the Calgary Stampeders and my voice is back let's get to it first we're going to just talk about what's in the glass get the sponsor shout outs out of the way our great sponsors here on the Greencast, and then just let's get into it because that was oh shit so that was something that was a thing so tonight as we are live on Twitter still calling it Twitter uh audio audio version only you won't be able to see me holding the can but i did go get myself a four pack of the pile of bones space cadet ipa i figured that uh you'd want to be in space while listening to this if you're a rough riders fan and i'm assuming you are if you're listening to this uh so it's a good one uh actually decent or sadist maybe or sadist you might be i like i actually like i said this a few weeks ago i kind of feel bad for rider fans um, but I wanted to feel good with the Space Cadet uh, IPA. Of course, the Space Cadets, you'd actually get four for about the price of one liter of uh, Smirnoff Ice. So uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good fact to know. Good fact. That's to know. right. That's right. Uh, spend your money wisely. Don't buy Smirnoff Ice. Buy Space Cadet instead. And because it's become tradition on this here podcast, don't fisting, got some gambit gin, cucumber in my Winnipeg Jets classic mug. Before we get into the game, Greg. What is in the glass tonight, my friend, for our spo- our sponsors at Pile of Bones Brewing Company and Lucky Bastard Distillers? Well, since you paid your bills, i got to pay mine. I, too, am actually double fisting tonight. Um, I've got a beautiful uh, Plainsman Pilsner from our good friends at Churchill Brewing Company. Up Fantastic. there in your neck of the woods. Yes. Um, 
great great friend friend of our uh, my pod of Pivot's podcast and like my grandpa taught me two fingers of brown liquor and I mean the from the pointer to the pinky <laughs> uh some beautiful rubble stoke uh shell-shocked pecan uh whiskey and one nice giant ice cube that sounds really delightful to say the least so here we are after the riders blew a 13 to nothing lead against a calgary stampeders team greg that i was texting you i was texting our group chat i was texting joel and basically saying wow this is a dog water stampeders team this is not a good stamps team there's no way the riders should be losing this one but yet and even to the point like i thought they were comfortably i thought they were playing well they might play their best game in a few weeks probably since Labor Day. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? We had talked about if they lose that we were going to do this live. Uh, if not, we're going to wait till Sunday. I was like laying down with the kids. I was like ready to doze off, all ready to go, thinking, yeah, riders aren't blowing this one. And then holy shit. Holy shit. That happened. But because I am still lacking a little bit of voice and you are... Unlike me, as you can see on the video stream of the back-to-back Grey Cup champions, Winnipeg Blue Bombers hoodie, you are a born and raised Ryder fan that has seen some shit in your life. Greg? Uh, I've, I've seen some bad teams um, to the point where 2011 doesn't exist. I just, that, that that's my memento season. Like, yep. There's tattoos on my back basically say Greg Marshall on them because I refuse to remember <laughs> that season. Okay, that's funny. This is... This has got to be the like they have pieces. That's the worst part. Like you saw that in the beginning of the yep. game when they they seem to found their mojo again that they had at the beginning of the season. I don't know what it is when it's pumpkin spice season, the leaves turn, but some <laughs> reason Craig Dixon can't coach a team. They are what one in 13, 14 in his tenure in September. Yes. Yep. They are a badly coached team after Labor Day. The joke, the rule in the CFL is that season begins at Labor Day, and Craig Dixon is packing it in, getting ready for snowboard season. I don't get it. <laughs> well, it's because as we've listened to, as I've I've spent again enjoying the tears of infinite sadness that has been Riders fans this year to the point I actually just feel bad for all you guys. Um, I've listened a lot to the Green Zone post game show. And the thing they keep bringing up is the fact that there's zero practice intensity, that if you need a fumble knocked out of bounds, that's the way to go. But in terms of actual practice intensity, and I think you're starting to see that as the season wears on, you know, you, you, you don't have any intensity. You don't have any passion. You don't have any drive. And let's face it, this was the night. This was the night that you could have looked the past few games in which I said a few weeks ago that they had no give a shit. They had zero give a shit. And I said... You know what? You probably could have. You probably could have put that all behind you tonight. You come out, you start strong, you win a game, you clinch yourself a playoff spot, you knock the Calgary Stampeders out of there, everybody in Saskatchewan's feeling at least okay about this club. And instead, instead, Greg, 13 to nothing blown lead. How pissed off are you? In, in a game where points were key, they gave up that safety and suddenly let Corsac boot the ball. And then in typical rider fashion, they give up points right before half. Yeah. And 
then they fold faster than an Ottawa CFL franchise. It makes no sense. <laughs> uh, Greg, I've been told you got to turn on the comments, you coward. Uh, mostly uh, because oh, I, 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 I don't know how to. I, I neither do I. I it, 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 I didn't know we had comments or a private chat. This is what happens when we're like the famous meme says, "F it, we're gonna do it live," and that's exactly what we're doing. So I do feel bad for our audio listeners listening to this that aren't awake at eleven o'clock at night after. Oh, because you can't reports. post comments to Twitter. That is why I just learned that. Oh, fantastic! Either way, if you are listening, you want to. You're my guinea pig. I know we are guinea pigging as we do this, uh, but uh, yes, if you are on, you can text either one of us. Uh, I, the the number one thing that I'm taking away from this that that I can't believe, and I can't believe the Riders lost to this Calgary team. I They're cannot bad. believe that's it. They're bad. This is this is the worst Calgary team in my recollection that does not involve Kevin Federer. Like legit the worst team I've seen Calgary field and, and have like, I know they got a tough hill to climb in the next two games. Yeah. They could still make the playoffs. Jake Mayer ain't it. The Calgary Stampeders have not been good this year. And actually if you go through my text with Joel, him and I were all talking about how bad this Calgary team is like, but Calgary has an excuse to be this bad. They're hurt everywhere. Outside of Jake Mayer, who is not what we thought he was going to be, this Calgary team is hurt basically everywhere. They're on their third or fourth option in most positions. You said it. This Riders team mostly has their guys, and they still couldn't give enough of a shit to knock the Calgary Stampeders out of it. Uh, you mentioned it too. I think... The turning point of this, and I texted Joel this, and because him and I, as as you know from listening to this podcast and being on it occasionally, um, that we are firm believers in never, ever, ever conceding the safety. That is just not a thing you should do ever. I think the TSN turning point, even though it only turned into a field goal, was conceding the safety because it was all downhill from there. No, I actually I'd argue on that one. The turning point was when. They went for that third and two in the yeah. middle of the field for no reason. Like that right there, that should have been a uh, field pos- uh, a field um, position game. And they went for that stupid play there. And then I would argue next time they had a chance to do something right, they tried that oddball onside punt. And then the refs blew the call and Dickie didn't even challenge it. Right. Right. Um, Meanwhile, his brother calls a timeout, buying time for the eye in the sky to not even ch- like he didn't even challenge it. No. Calls a timeout, just give the eye in the sky more time to fix a call that the refs made. To look at the look at the horse collar tackle, which I've never that's seen that before. Sec- that's no, that's the second time that happened to the Riders because uh, o- O'Shea did the same thing on the TV timeout on the uh, on that punt return that was supposed to come back. He did, yes. That's the second time that happened to the Riders this year. The, just buy time for the eye in the sky to get the call right. It's ridiculous. There should be a set play clock, like the lacrosse rules, yes. where you have one minute after the play. doesn't matter if the ball snapped or not. You have one minute to challenge the play. Yep. And then if you can't do it or they can't find it in the eye in the sky, move on. Well, and, and, and that's you bring that up with the lacrosse rules, as anybody that that doesn't know, as we are both wearing new Saskatchewan Rush gear, which was totally not planned, but 
I figure I needed something green for the green cast. Um, uh, but yes, in the NLL, you have a certain amount of time after a goal to challenge it, and that's it. It doesn't matter what's happened, whistles, anything like that. I, I, I agree with you. But to me, giving, like, Korzak's been good punting the ball. Very good. If there's been a good, like, to me, with that amount of time left in the first half, we're talking a minute left, you're up 13 rip. To basically concede that, yeah, we're going to give you some points. When you have a great punter, a guy that can just hit, you know, piss missiles for the brand, all that kind of great stuff. You've got that guy on your team. you got that guy ready to go to hit one into the stratosphere. And you decide now with a minute left, we're going to give Calgary two points and the field position. To me, always giving up the safety is a concession of defeat. Um, And it just like... It was just remarkable because, again, it was so Craig Dickinson. The best part was Glenn Suter said on the broadcast that Jeremy O'Day, who is now, I think, his job is just as much like, I don't know why Craig Dickinson was coaching this week. Like, as an aside, we'll get into that in a minute. How the hell is Craig Dickinson coaching this team this week? I don't care if this makes me, I'm not a fan. I don't care if this means I can't talk to the team or interview anybody or question him. But I would love to ask Jeremy O'Day, why was he coaching this week? Like, I, all, jokes, I, all jokes aside, I thought while you had Darian Durant and Corey Chamberlain in the room, you give one of them a contract, say, we found you a nice condo in downtown Regina. Why don't you come out and coach for the rest of the week? Because this guy doesn't give a shit. He's not a CFO coach. He's a snowboarding coach. He is not worthy. Their special teams are good. Their special teams are great. Because guess what? They practice it. You get to punch the field goal. You get to punch the fumble out of bounds on the onside kicks at practice. And I'm not an old school guy saying, yeah, you got to hit seven times a week and everybody's going to die and you got to do okey drills. No, no. Player safety is paramount. You don't want your guys hurt, but you need to have something going at practice. And it's just clue. It's clear more than ever that Craig Dickinson is in over his head. And if you wanted any semblance of respect, if you wanted any semblance of give a shit from the fan base, the people that are paying the tickets are going to pay two to 20% more next year. How do you let Craig Dickinson coach that? To me, you give Darian Durant the coaching job. Hey, Darian, what you doing? How about a hundred grand for the rest of the year? You find some way to make it up in speakers fees like we know the teams do. Hell, even even I wouldn't care if J.O. Jim popped his ass down to the sideline. I would not care. Well, yeah, because but, it said how he fired up the team before the game and they came out to a 13-0 start. But he, well, here's, here's the thing that kind of cracked me up on that one. It's Jeremy O'Day. If the, if that team cannot get up for the 2013 team and the ghost of George Reed pushing, trying to push them and will them to victory, nothing's going to get them fired up. The fact that they came out with a little bit of fire tonight ha- has some promise. The fact remains, Craig Dickinson, I, I can't even say he coaches himself because he can't coach can't coach a paper bag. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's absolutely terrific. I like the can't coach a paper bag, but I just. <sighs> Like it, it, it makes no sense to me. As he as can't have... coach electric football, like legit, the, like the vibrating table, he he still couldn't figure that out. <laughs> okay, we need another. We started this thing with a Simpsons reference. We need another Simpsons reference. You pour yourself another whiskey. I like this, Greg. I like this late night pouring a whiskey because the team was dog shit energy. You have this taken bottle a, was full. You have taken a dent out of that bottle. That is impressive. But so now, if you're the riders. And I'm not, I, I know I said this was going to be the last thing we we're going to talk about. We're not, but we are going to continue because, you know, you've proven tonight that Jeremy O'Day coming down into the room 
did something to this team, did something good to this team. I get it. You can't bring a guy in at this point of the season and expect him to change the way they play offense and defense. You, you know what? You got you got your guys. You got Shivers. You got Jeffries. That's what you're going to do. This is what this team is going to be. But you can bring a guy in to fix the practice habits. You can bring a guy in to fix the give a shit, right? So the fact that this historically bad Stan Peters team that were called out by their own coach at halftime for not being professionals just came back from 13 rep. Like, is is Craig Dickinson the coach tomorrow? Like as we record this on a Saturday he night, because they 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 will not get rid of him. They they won't. And to be fair, and to be completely honest, up until last week at that piss poor performance that was supposed to honor George yep. Reed and the 2013 team, I was on. It's too late to fire Dickey. I would prefer it because this team's still in a playoff spot. If they somehow rip off a, mir- a miracle win to get in the West Final and make a close game of the West final, then you have people scratching your heads and you got a bunch of people coming out. Right. The good news is they might not make the playoffs now. So I might not have to worry about it. I think I'd have to say that after, after watching tonight and watching a team called out by their head coach for not being professionals at halftime and watching a team that just like you and I are junior football guys. The first half of that game, I honestly think the Regina Thunder or Saskatoon Hilltops could have given the Calgary Stampeders a game. Like, it was sloppy. They missed tackles. It just, it wasn't good football. Like, that was terrible football. It was the Nick Marshall School of Tackling. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it was not good football. And you lose to a team which has not been playing good football at all. Like I and see, I'm of and I've said this on the podcast before, and I know we had a week break because I finally got my voice back about two days ago, uh, thanks to cold. I was fighting. Um I know I said this before, but the problem is you've got a riders team that might still be the biggest back into the playoffs in professional sports history. This team does not deserve to be in the playoffs, neither does the Calgary Stampeders, because they're not good. You have two very terrible teams, but you're going to play likely the BC Lions with a quarterback who likes to implode. Who's so if hurt. You, exactly. He got hurt tonight. He got hurt tonight. So now all of a sudden you're 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 playing the BC Lions in BC, which is I mean, it's a tough matchup, but the riders seem to show up for it. You're playing the BC Lions in BC, and let's say Bad VA, who's a little banged up now, shows up and throws four picks. So you keep Craig Dickinson as your coach, you make the West final. You go to Winnipeg, even if you give them a game, are you not coming back with the same thing next year? That's why I think I'm in the camp of get rid of Craig yesterday. I thought like Joel and I actually were holding off. We were talking about doing similar to what we were doing last week when the Riders just did not give a shit in the George Reed game. And that is an aside. You have the greatest era of of Ryder football in the building. You're honoring George Reed and you let Hamilton come in and play you like they're playing a preseason game. They're flippity-flopping their quarterback to try to do an evaluation. Hamilton didn't look like they gave a shit. They know they got a playoff team there. They know they can be a better team, but, like, they're splitting time. Bo Levi's coming in for a quarter. Like, that's no respect to you, and you can't show up to honor the greatest player in team history, a man that still cared about that community and that team to the very day he died. How Craig Dickinson had a job after that. And that's why Joel and I, it was funny, we were going to record that night. We're going to do the greencast that night. I lose my voice two days later. We can't do it because we both said 
there's no way Craig Dickinson is the coach of this team going to the Calgary next week. So we better wait. We don't want to be, you don't want to be the first guys to say, hey, wow, they suck, but you'd also be the last guys to react to the coach being fired. So they aren't going to fire him. They, they need to. They need to. He he needs to. I agree. They are cowards. That's not the way this team does anything. They're just going to, they're not even going to fire him. They're just going to let his contract roll out. And we're, we're, and there's going to be a mutually parted ways press release. Oh, not even that. Not even the old, like, at least give him the, like, effective immediately. He's not an employee. I had well, one of those at my job this week. So at least you know what happened. No, there, there's, there's going to be a, a mutual respect. Craig's done a lot for this team. And that's, that's, and I kind of brought it up on our podcast last week. The worst thing happened this team, 2019, they caught lightning in a bottle. They thought mm-hmm. they had everything figured out. And all it was, was a mirage. Yeah. Yeah. And that's stretched into 2020 because again, we all, we all know we lost the season and the Bombers continued to reign as great cup champions through that canceled season. But uh, you know, what's good too. This thing about, I like about doing this live. Some uh, reaction on 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 Twitter because I refuse to call it its real name. Uh, Roland Milligan tweets out 39 minutes ago, three letters, W T F. That's one of the Riders guys that played this game. Got in the locker room, got in his phone, and just no, no, he didn't play. He's hurt. He, remember, he hasn't played. Right. Yes. My apologies. I had him confused with somebody else. It's probably four space cadets I've drank tonight. No, uh, like. And don't get me wrong, this defense has not looked great without Milligan. Milligan is a true leader on that defensive backfield. But when the own players are, even if they're not playing, are like, what the hell just happened here? That tells you something. Actually, I'm I'm missing last year when Dickinson was apparently saying one thing publicly and another thing to the locker room, and players were outwardly calling for it. Yeah. That should have been his downfall right there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and, and Jeremy O'Day stuck with him. Like, oh, okay, so and and here's the thing, and here's the thing about O'Day because I'm, I I'm a true believer that a GM should at least get two coaches. Yes, yeah, Joel and however, I. However, well. discussed this. Yeah. However, him going back to Dickey when he probably should have moved on. I like why? Like, you're a lame duck. He's a lame duck. You probably should have fought for, for something better, right? Like and you I thought, hitched your you hitched your wagon to this mule. You're stuck with the mule. I like that analogy. That's a good one. I like that, Greg. I'm going to steal that. Um, but what I what I find fascinating is when they brought in. We thought coming into the season that Jason Shivers was going to be the next head coaching candidate in the CFL. He's also a mirage. That's true. I mean, in in fairness, we've got. I I, I I'm struggling where to put tonight's loss. There's players' losses and there's coaches' losses. I there was no decisions outside of outside of again the lack of a challenge or maybe conceding the safety in this game that I went that was egregious on the coaching side. But the talent should be there. Like, there's more talent than what they've shown. And I just, I don't understand it. I'm, <clears throat> Greg, I'm legitimately struggling. Is this on the coaches? Is this on players? Who's this on? Like, who? Can, what can this team do heading into the last game of the season, which now all of a sudden is must win? Unless Calgary loses again which they very well might because that is not a good Calgary team. No, and they've got, what, BC and Winnipeg? Yeah, but you know both those teams going to be resting, guys. It doesn't matter. This is a bad team that will probably lose to Winnipeg's third stringers. It doesn't matter. That's that's fair. They'll probably lose to the Winnipeg Rifles at this point. Uh, but, BC, yeah, they're at, uh, Calgary's at BC, home to Winnipeg's backups to close the season. Meanwhile, the Riders can still try to find a way to get in the playoffs by, by by beating Toronto's presumable backups next Saturday in Saskatchewan, in Regina. Yes. So, it's, is, is, like, is, is, I, it, is it too late? Is it too late for anything to happen? Is there anything that could happen by this point after watching tonight's game, after watching the last few weeks, next week, that would make you go, oh, okay, well, yeah, maybe there's a pulse here. That's the thing. There's just... And I said it, and I and I hate to be because again, like all jokes aside, you probably could have listened to last week's the episode two weeks ago last week, and it's the exact same thing. Nobody gives a shit. There is zero no. give a shit on this football team. Um, is there anything this team can do heading into the last regular season game and presumably the postseason? Because I'm with you. I don't think Calgary makes it in. Calgary's hanging on by a heartbeat, but I don't think they make it in. I I, I like I said. You go from uh, arguably the greatest era in Ryder football 
success wise, both financially and on the field. The death of a living legend. And you show up and just go, oh, it's just another game. Not even just another game. You just don't show up. No. The best player on the field tonight was a guy off the a kicker off the practice roster. Yeah, you and know, kickers the gr- aren't people. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. I've told you before, we don't allow that kind of talk on this podcast. Kickers are people, kickers are valuable. But you're right. If it's not for the kicker off the practice roster, this one is uh, no bueno. I mean, and, and, and that too on the like fake kind of punt that that you were looking at. Maybe if Lowther's there, they go for it. But like, if you're gonna go for it, go for it. This was a team that was what six for seven on third down tonight. Like, there was that, right? Five turnovers. Most of them were on. Uh, no, they weren't six or seven because most of their turnovers on uh, turnovers were turnovers on downs. Well, I mean, minus the awful Alford, you know. And that's, and that's I, 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 I I miss that. I totally. I was dealing with uh, some kid at bed issues, and I come back. <laughs> I came back and went, I'm like, "What the hell just happened here?" Meanwhile, as we are both putting our kids to bed, thinking that ah, yeah, they'll pull this out. No problem. We're not podcasting tonight, but yet here we are. Um, yeah. Alfred just popped a ball out of his out of his chest, and it just ended up. He was uh, he was struggling all night seeing that ball. Yeah, which is which is rare, but but that again, and 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 undisputed, he's their best player on the team right now, right? He can be, but the problem is when your best player is a special teamer, it's very easy to affect his ability to play. You know, especially now that you don't just have Canadian kickers kicking nuclear missiles into the back of the end zone for rouges that you've got, you know, these global kickers that can actually position a kick out of bounds. Um, you can really limit his success, but yeah, he was, he was not their best player tonight. So it just, which was funny because the last game they lost against the Stampeders, he was their best player. He got two touchdowns. And that's the only reason why the riders were in that game. As the riders have been in any games that they won. And then people figured out, maybe we shouldn't kick it to Alford. So, Okay. I don't want to call this a postmortem on the season, but I feel like with Joel's schedule, this is probably the last time you and I will be able to do this on the Greencast, uh, unless you're real desperate for co-hosts and bring me on the Piffles podcast. Would be super Ooh. desperate for that to happen. Oh my god, you'd have to be like <laughs> your seven listeners would hate okay. it. You, you, you. Can, oh, I think we actually we have overlap. It's probably like four different ones, maybe. That's fair. Actually, apparently we peaked at eighteen on this live stream tonight. So let's go. That's more Woo! than seven. Woo! Um, where the hell do you go from here? Legit, like we both agree. I think we both agree. Dickinson next year, gone. Oday. I still think O'Day? he gets a second. I I still think he gets a second coach. All right. So we think Jeremy Oday back next year for the team itself. Who do you keep? That's the problem. The problem is to me. In past years, we've been able to go, yeah, the quarterback wasn't great. Cody jumped the shark like he was Fonzie on happy days. You know, he went from being great, from from being very above average to being very average, to back to being average in Montreal this season. So you could kind of point and go, yeah, Cody might have been the problem last year, holding on to the ball too long, yada, yada, yada. Now, who else do you bring back? Like it's just that's the thing. Like I, feel I, like... I think they've 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 got talent at wide receiver. Morrow's good. 
they, for some reason, O'Day can't figure out his uh, tackle situation. Nope. Tackles no matter what we try, they throw money at it. They try to develop it. It just they try to draft it. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, the the, ta- the tackles aren't good. I, honestly, I counsel. I don't know why they keep on rolling them out there. You got <laughs> Philip so- Blake. You got you got Logan Furland. Go four Canadians on that line. Put Brent Johnson back in. Have Fry as your sixth lineman. I don't understand why they keep on trying to make counsel work. He is terrible. He's the new Natai Rogers. He is that bad. That's two years in a row you've had uh, you've had a you know you know it's bad we can name the offensive line guys who are dog water by fairly easily looking at them and, and the thing is too with council was funny um, and even Joel texted me this even in his double IPA state um, the one third and short they went for it that they turned over the ball um, they ran behind council to the shotgun which is a one of the sins I've always said why I on third that. and short why do you ever 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 run out of the shotgun and b why do you run out on Craig Council's side. So it was just like, I don't know. I watch this team and I just, I, I see a bunch of guys who don't give a shit and let's face it. The Canadian football league, it is easy to have near 100% roster turnover. I'm here for that. I think you need a new head coach. You maybe need a new general manager now here. Okay. Spicy take spicy take. Okay, I, I think I know where you're going with this, which is even funnier because I'm I, I know exactly what's gonna happen right now. Go. You know exactly where I'm going with this? Kyle Walters to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders next year. You know, is that I, what said, I said that on last week's piffles. I texted it to Joel two weeks ago. Okay. I I, I I've been kicking it for like d- down the line for like three weeks. Have you? Anyway. Okay. So I've heard rumblings out of Winnipeg that Wade Miller and par- partially because of the operations cap that Wade Miller is going to take over as GM of the, of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, which would allow them to keep Buck Pierce, Mike O'Shea, all those great pieces they have in, in the coaching department. But that would mean Kyle Walters, who does not have a contract. And I can personally vouch as a man who's watched a lot of Blue Bomber football over the many years that would leave Kyle Walters a free agent. Now, to me, if you're the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and I'm Craig Reynolds, I first bring me back to the broadcast booth and then I back up the money truck for Kyle Walters. I think it's going to happen. I, I and feel that, like... And that's, well, and that's my, that was my point this past week on Piffles was I think O'Day gets a second coach. However, Kyle Walters is in there next door. They re-opt O'Shea and not Walters and no one talked about it. Right. It, it blew my mind when that came out. I'm pretty sure, actually, if you go back to my Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, yeah. back when that happened, I'm like, well, that probably means either O'Shea is getting the GM role or wants more say in the GM stuff. Yes. And they're ready to move on. So, yeah, I think if you are Craig Reynolds, you definitely make that call. And if you want to keep O'Day, fine. Move him to, honestly, Make him the face of the franchise. Move Reynolds back in the office. Right. Put put O'Day in that Hobson role. Right. He's great. And he has an eye for talent. Like, he, he always manages to find a couple guys per year. So, I think you want to keep his, him on the front office. A couple guys. His Canadian, his entire draft class, other than the guys that are in the NFL, are on the roster this year. Mm-hmm. How often does that happen? That's not a guy you want to get rid of. I know the no. record's been bad. I know the team's been bad. But... You're right. So let, let Craig 
run things because Craig is a great businessman. I've had personal conversations with Craig about the business operations of the team, and I like the direction he goes. Um, I think you back up the money truck for Kyle Walters and the speaking money truck for Kyle Walters. Um, make 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 O'Day your president of football ops. Bring Kyle in there and let him do what he did to Winnipeg. Because I remember, and this is back on the podcast, like this is prior Greencast where I was on before I left, you know, Travis and he was replaced with an absolute asshole um, and now been replaced by another good human being. Um, that podcast that I was on with the asshole and Trav that's no longer on the podcast. Um, I remember seeing Kyle Walters in incognito mode at the sidelines of a Husky football game scouting guys. Literally, hoodie up. If I wasn't a Winnipeg fan, I would just think he was some random dude. But I was a Winnipeg fan. I knew exactly who he was. And I remember texting my Winnipeg buddies and going, we're in good hands with Kyle Walters. He's sitting here beside me on the sidelines at a U Sports game scouting guys from field level. He's not sitting in the cushy, cushy boxes and BSing with guys. He was on the sidelines scouting. And then after the game, went and talked to both coaches, you know, got evaluations, things like that. So the best thing that could happen to Saskatchewan, you beat me to it last week, which actually... For the number of times that you and I text each other and have the exact same take, we never talk football. No, I know, I know, which is hilarious. Uh, well, like, you, we we talk we talk C, we talk CGFL. We never hmm. talk CFL. No, exactly. But it's funny that the only thing that kept you and I from having the exact same take last week about Kyle Walters coming to Saskatchewan was yeah. me losing my voice on Monday morning. Woo! It's like we know each other or something. But so there it is. We are both. Kyle Walters to Saskatchewan, back the money truck up, truck up, do another telethon if you have to, just get him here, he can fix the franchise, I've seen it firsthand, the man knows his ish, because right now, things are dark. Okay, on a scale of, and again, I ask this as the fan, you, Greg, not the podcaster, you, do you have any hope if they make the playoffs? Like, what's your, what's your best case scenario, what is your, as a fan, best case scenario for this team Moving forward to the end of the year. As oh, see, this is this is this is where head and heart collide. Right. Because because to me, looking at it from an outsider, I think you want to miss the playoffs so you have justification to blow the whole damn thing up and start from scratch. But you as a fan, I, what do you want to see? And I, I want to talk to fan, Greg. I don't want to talk. You're one of the smartest guys in terms of talking football that I know. You're smarter than me. You're probably not smarter than Dan Plaster because Dan Plaster is the smartest football mind that comes on this podcast. We can all admit that. But you the fan. my curling mind? No, you don't care about my curling mind? Well, maybe we'll have a four-man eight-man nation this year. We'll bring. Well, no, no, wait. It's Colin Hodgson's way too smart, and John. Yeah, Cullen, well, we need. Well, I don't have the hair to be a lead, so that's that's fair. Well, neither do I. That's why I play third these days. So, but no, as as a fan, as a fan, of course, I want this team to win, and that's why it kills me that I am like praying for Craig, uh, Craig Dickinson's um, career death. But I need this team to be better. Yeah. Because even as a fan, and not just as a podcaster, as a pretend member of the media that sits in my basement <laughs> with my hat on backwards, my sports shit in the background. Oh, wait. We got the hat on backwards. Where's our Cheetos, buddy? Where's our yeah, Cheetos? We got our backwards hat in our basements. Where's our Cheetos? Yeah. And 18 listeners tonight. Woo! Way more than seven. Woo! Yeah. 
But I know, like, you, you look at that stadium, and I had I was in Lethbridge watching on TV. That stadium last week, they announced 25,000 was empty. Which is a shame. They are clearing out seats. I, I've seen emails to uh, for the flag uh, f- flag parents, which I'm a part of. Yep. I've seen emails to the Regina Thunderboard, which I'm a part of. They are blowing out seats to anyone that will take them because they are they know the wa- there's going to be no walk up this week. Yeah. Anyone who's not who's not in town as a season ticket holder is probably trying to sell their seat. Right. And it's fan appreciation night. There's going to be I, I kind of jokingly tweeted tonight the way things are going, the only people there is going to be the people that are trying to win that card in the capital uh, uh, contest. Because it's not good. No. Like, they they need to find their mojo. They need to get their je ne sais quoi back. I don't know. And they don't have it anymore. It's Which is a damn shame because I've been to a lot of football stadiums and holy crap, New Mosaic is the mecca of football. The one thing Jim Hobson did the best was raise the blackouts so people could see how much fun the games were. Yes. And and that that old girl had a feeling it was a piece of garbage. It leaked. There was lineups everywhere for the bathrooms. They ran out of beer. They ran out of food. They ran out of vodka at Labor Day. So, I mean, it's not like things got much better. And back then, you could only get it with the pink lemonade. Right, you couldn't even get a Caesar. They they ran out of vodka on Labor Day. That leads me to another story some other time. All right, but, we'll tell that one off air. Yeah, we'll tell that one off air. And, and the, maybe the drawing point back then is you could yell "ballsy sucks" as he walked by a bunch of hot girls in a hot tub. I don't know, but at one point, a rider ticket was a rider game was the place to be yes absolutely it it's not anymore nope and the team wasn't even that great back then that was still no. the danny barrett era like they, they were 99 they were 99 but they gave a shit every year yeah like danny barrett had his players giving a shit he had his players giving a shit I don't know how I can come on three weeks after my original give a shit rant and still talk about them not giving a shit. Because Craig Dickinson is not that coach. He doesn't inspire. I've I've called him for three seasons that Ken Miller you found on Wish. <laughs> he want he want he wants to be that coach that all shucks guys. I love you. You're going to run through a wall for me. And they look at him and go. Nah, dude. Nice try. They they look at him and tweet. What WTF. the fuck? That's last. Like I said, last year when he lost the room, he obviously lost the room. Yeah, that should have been his downfall. Mm-hmm. And this is once again going to lead into a coach's camp or cap rant. And and the word the funniest thing is, this is all about Chris Jones. It always leads back to Chris Jones. 
Sure does. Because he's the one who put the riders in this spot. Mm-hmm. He's the he's one who the got one that everything them, in trouble. Yes, but he's also the one that gave them false hope in 2019 because he built a big part of that team. He is yes, an absolute a- garbage human being. And I have no problem saying that, despite the anonymous Twitter accounts coming at me asking for proof in my sources. Get fucked. I'm not giving you my sources. Um, oh, the Chris Jones stories when he's in Regina are amazing. They're so and, good. And and everyone's got one. Yes. And the fact that Whether he tried to have sex with your wife or fight you, everybody's got a Chris Jones story. But doesn't matter. He built that. I know people that got season tickets because he tried to fight them at a bar. Did fight them at a bar. Like, Regardless, we 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 know some ish, and we've had some booze, so we probably should stay on the Jones stories. But hi, Justin. This is this is Fraser's fault. <laughs> uh but to end it, Greg, I just want to let you know something. No. A, I empathize with you as a fan, and B. Do you know what our steady listener count was for this thing? No idea. Seven? It was seven. Nice. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.